America, my name is Ami Yosef Frimpong. I come to you live every Monday and Thursday. Monday, I try to do a relationship show. And Thursday, I try to do more real politics. When I say relationship show, I try to actually sustain relationships, not the kind of stuff that just gets you laid, but actually relationship stuff that, uh, that'll help you not get divorced. Because that's my goal. I just want stronger f families. Um, but it starts with relationships. So that's the kind of um, uh, show I give on Mondays. And... I think casual divorce has fundamentally changed how we should think about relationships. I did a show on that, so I just go back and search my channel for the show on how I think divorce changes changes uh, how we should think about relationships. You could screw up your whole life in just a divorce. <laughs> and you know, a lot of women out there are mercenaries. And since they initiate divorce, I feel comfortable um, uh, gendering that uh, in a way. So I just want to start that. Relationship show on Monday, politics show on Thursday. Let's get to work. So there's a distinction between genre and gender. And there's a reason why black people do not have a gender. Because gender is a social construction that was made for the whites. And, when, and this is why anytime you see someone advocating for their rights as a man or advocating for their rights as uh, for their rights as a woman it's never particularly good for black people because um we're a different genre of people and what a genre is it's just kind of a classification of a different kind of thing like you have science fiction is one genre drama is another genre comedy is another genre so trying to put your modern your gender conceptions that you've just received in the water because white people own the media and if you don't think white people own the media, just ask Michael Orr, <laughs> because uh, they, they took his story, it turns out. I, I just read a, uh, an article that said that Michael Orr's story from the guy from the blind side, turns out that it was all kind of fiction, and they just kind of exploited him and sold his story and then gave the proceeds to their real kids while they kind of milked Orr for all of his, uh, for, for what he was worth as a come up. Anyway, so your ideas about gender, you want to think that they're not created by the media, but they're totally created by the media. And you don't own the media. So they're pretty much, you have white ideas about gender. But trying to import those ideas into black life is like trying to put a laugh track, which is appropriate for sitcoms, onto something like Schindler's List. <laughs> right? You got a, a laugh track for something like Sophie's Choice. You're just importing the wrong specification into the wrong genre of being. Right, black people. And this is uh, not only does Tommy Curry talk about this in The Man Not, but Greg Thomas, a literary theorist, Sylvia Winter talks about this. The what you think about as gender was not made for you. You are the negation of gender. Black males, not men, black males exist primarily as a negation of men because men are white. Right. Um, and that is the understanding. Like a lot of what you think about, and some people are going to fight back to me, fight back, but you're, you're wrong. A lot about what you think about as your gender identity is a product of imperialism and colonialism. And that's where you get your notions of um, manhood and, and womanhood from. They're outgrowths of this. Um, they were never meant for your life. They were never meant for your life. And they're actually meant to snuff out your life. So you're just participating, you're failing at participating in your own degradation. If you've ever seen Crimes and Misdemeanors, you are Woody Harrelson, not like Judah, or Woody, Woody Allen, not, not Judah. <laughs> you're, you're a joke, right? So don't let anyone convince you to be a real man, and don't let anyone convince you 
to be a real woman because um, you are just imbibing a laugh track into your drama. It's not going to fit, and you're, it's going to end up in a disaster. Plus, the, the real men and the real women aren't really particularly, I mean, their whole identity is based on, on like exploitation. Like, real women are pretty much functionally useless because real men needed a useless um, victim to protect, and when they mean protect, they mean protect them from the negation of real men, which is black and white people. Um, so you have to understand that if you're out there aspiring to be a real man, you're kind of a joke. Uh, in general, and if you are, and if you are, uh, you know, a black woman aspiring to be a, a real woman, you're actually trying to make a class grab, because that gender identity. To, by the time you're fighting for, if you're, and I'll say this, and I'll, um, it's unpopular. By the time you're fighting for a gender, uh, by the by the time you're fighting for a gender cause, you're pretty much virtue singling that you're the kind of person who doesn't have real problems. If the biggest problem you have is your inability to get an abortion, like there are several other problems. For example, <laughs> you actually don't even care about anybody having kids because we have like it's so hard just to raise good kids now that if you actually cared about kids in general um, and like your ability, that means when you are ready to have kids, you'll think you'll be able to do that without like with the programs as it is, right? But honestly, we should be fighting for programs to allow people to have kids when they want them, <laughs> like if they want them, not. Um, so like if you're fighting for abortion, you're thinking, well, when I get, when it, as your main issue, you're thinking I can have kids on my timeline without anything in society changing. Um, and I don't like that someone else is imposing their timeline on me. What I'm saying is, that's not even, by the time you can have kids on your own timeline and have them be, do well in this society, you've already like amassed so much privilege. Oh, <laughs> um, and I'll say, I'll be honest, by the time, by the time your biggest thing is like sex trafficking or even sexual assault or even me too, you, there is so much that's already working for you that the people who can't get water <laughs> can't, who can't trust clean water, the people who can't get real jobs, like, yeah, yeah, um, nobody's out there trying to fight, like, a, trying to, trying to get treated like a garbage, uh, a, a male garbage person, yeah, so when you talk about equal pay, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a joke, not a little bit of a joke, but it's a little bit of a sign of privilege, so by the time you're fighting for your gender rights, you're pretty much signaling that you've achieved a certain sort of class. In America, you've achieved a certain sort of whiteness that gender can be your issue. And this goes, um, so people aspire to have gender problems because that means they figured out the, they, they, that they're set on the race and, um, and class problems. And this goes for even the intersectional feminists because it's intersectional feminists, right? They're feminists first. So by the time you could, you can pitch yourself as a feminist first. You already, you've already achieved such a, a like a level of cultural cachet and stability that you're pretty much just making a class grab, like or, or pitching yourself as 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 a winner, right? Because gender is for winners, and that means gender advocacy is for winners. Everybody else is a threat to the winners. And they don't even get gender. Right, so once again, black 
and this goes all the way down from slavery to Jim Crow. Black people, they can be males and females, but they can't be men and women because men and women have a sort of gentility um, built into the gender identity, right? So black people are a different genre of person. And when you aspire for a gender identity, especially one that you've just kind of picked up into the, uh, in the ether, this is why like, the trans movement is very is dubious um, just, before, just because if you're aspiring to a gender identity, you're probably aspiring to a sort of class sense of entitlement. That's like, I mean, I think this is especially clear for male, female trans, if for no other reason, then we don't expect real women to actually do anything. So you're aspiring to a life where you don't have any real responsibilities. We don't know how to, you're aspiring to a life of very little accountability because we don't, we don't hold women accountable. We, we, don't have a, we don't have a culture that can hold women accountable. Uh, and, and let's be honest, if we did, we'd be calling a lot of people bad mothers, but we can't even call women bad mothers. And so insofar as we've overdetermined, we've supposedly overdetermined women as only to be mothers, but we don't have a culture that can actually call out mothers for like being bad at their jobs. We don't have a culture like we don't have a culture that's serious about holding women accountable for pretty much anything. So um, black people are a different genre of people, and that genre doesn't have the specification of men and women. What black people are are a threat. They exist as the negation, the productive negation. That means men and women establish their manhood and women and womanhood um, in relation to the subordination of black people who are males and females but not men and women right there's a great um in the early 20th century black women were forced to work in greenville south carolina um, because negro women were put to work they were forced to work in negro in South Carolina because white women couldn't clean their own houses and they called their husbands and uh, said, I need my maid back because black men were now being somewhat treated like men because they were being in the armed, uh, armed services during World War I and the check would come home and to the black family and then black women could now quit um, cleaning for Miss Ann and then Miss Ann had to clean her own house and she didn't like doing that. <laughs> and uh, so they, the city passed an ordinance that black women would be put back to work. Just put in Google, Negro women put to work Greenville. The article will come up. Um, and it's exactly how it appears to be. So once again, do not aspire to be what you think of as a man or a woman. Um, because the idea you have is based on black degradation. And insofar as it's international, you'll notice that it's international for the ruling class and then gets attenuated as, they go, as you go lower and lower in the class. And it becomes more of a class aspiration, not a reality for the lower classes. Um, so gender becomes a class aspiration for the lower classes and the outgroups. And uh, you know, I think you should be very suspicious of uh, black men who take their manhood first and black women and black women who take womanhood first. You should be very suspicious of that because their gender ideology isn't really the kind of, um, isn't, doesn't fit onto black life. 
So they're aspiring for whiteness is what you, what you, what you get from a lot of people who, who consider themselves gender first. But because, um, so yeah. So I'm just trying to save you. Don't pay for anybody's dates. If your date can't, like, you work it out. If your date has a problem working it out on who pays for what, or if this is ever an issue, just drop them right then and there. It's not made for you. <laughs> like, I would not date a woman who expects me to take care of her. That's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous in, in, in 2023. It's always been a little bit ridiculous because black women have always worked and black men have always kind of worked. Kinda. By the way, if you want more people to talk like this and more people to hear these kinds of arguments, you need to go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month because you know people don't get paid in the nonprofit sector. The money goes through white women, and the for-profit sector goes through white men. People don't get paid to talk like this, right? So I'm going to need you to support me to leading to a better America, which makes black people whole. Um, uh, and by the way, I want to. I need enough money that I could hire a clipper to put some of these clips on TikTok. <coughs> Excuse me. I've been running around doing a lot of things. <clears throat> but I want to hire someone to put clippers on a clipper to put this on TikTok. Let me hit the opening and I'll be right back with you. To the beach, yo. Never change the ways for the world or the government If it was the president, then I would state facts You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black and it can feature in your front So yeah, um, race is race defines genre, and within the subgenre of white, the white race in the United States, you have men and women. Right, black masculinity, we're males, and black femininity, they're females, but they're not men and women. They exist as the negation of. And white men and white women act out their gender roles in the play of subordinating um, black people. Right? And the same with Native American people. How does that work out? You can think about how many of like the white male anthems have something to do with protecting their family from outsiders. Who do you think is outsider? Protecting their family from threats. Right? And white women just kind of exist to be damsels in distress. So it all just kind of legitimizes. Even feminists. So, you know, Gilman argues for this. Charlotte Gilman. Uh, anyway. You let women, white men protect women inside of the home. Then what happens when you let women outside of the home and they're working in all aspects of society? Well, then white men have to now protect and police all aspects of society in order to sustain their, so they have a civic identity that's tied to their gender that's still tied to policing useless white women. And that is kind of the history of America. And that's is, this is also a reason why anywhere they're like huge, people take their gender really seriously in the United States, they have pretty screwed up racial, uh, a racial dynamic, right? Because the gender is the inner differentiation of the division of labor and risk in subordinating, um, subordinating the outgroup, right? So you want to wave to the people. Come say, what, say, come say hi to the people. 
You do or don't? Yes or no? No, thank you? Okay. All right. So I'm going to go hang out with my family. If you appreciate what I'm doing or you think I should, uh, you know, get enough money to hire someone who clips and puts parts on TikTok, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com. Kick in $5, $15, $50 a month, and I'll keep doing it. I'll be back with a politics show on Thursday to talk about something completely different. All right. Take care. Oh, you're going to take a photo. Say, hey. Say hello, people. You want to say hello? Hello. Hello. This is my son, Baird. All right.